Hey there, welcome to a live YouTube show on the Ohio Podcast. I'm Chris. With me, I got Craig and Joe. How are you guys doing? A little under the weather, but doing okay. Made it through the end of the year, I think. How about you, Joe? Well, Craig is under the figurative weather. I am under the literal weather. We're yes. just here in, here in Nashville. We're just on the upper edge of the storms rolling through the south today, so... Fingers crossed I'll be able to stick with you guys, but uh, a somewhat soggy uh, end to the year okay. here in Middle Tennessee. So, anyway. Well, here, let me explain what we're doing tonight, because this is a little bit different. We do this each week. As you know, I put out podcasts. Uh, we do about two a day, uh, either with uh, stuff that Craig and I do on our own, or uh, we share some of our um, partnerships we developed, like with the Rockdown podcast, uh, as well as some stuff from public news service. Well, this show we have is fun. We do it with uh, Joe Castle, where we have once a week we get together and discuss a random YouTube video, which is good. We've talked about everything, all kinds of fun pop culture type stuff. Well, and I'm going to do my best to call out people as they uh, message in. Um, got the great Jeremy Newman who says, What's up, Chris? Hey, Jeremy, how's it going today? Um, yeah, we're live, <laughs> so this is this is fun. Um, yeah, so each week we talk about something fun, YouTube. -y. Well, it's the end of the year, so we said, Man, let's let's do something great. So I'm going to say who I stole this from because I, I totally stole this idea. Uh, a really big show in Cleveland. Uh, they had a fun contest once where they said, hey, we are going to get, if you could have somebody call in the show, and we'll give you a prize if you have the most famous person call in. And, you know, Craig has do, done his due diligence. We might get some interesting people calling in today. We may not. Who knows? So here, here's what it is. I am actually, and I forgot to do this, guys. We have a link that you could use to find <coughs> Uh, the link's a little complex. I, I hate to bring out the link, so I'm going to do something really random, really scary. Here's my email address. So if you want to call in, or if you got somebody uh, you want to refer famous that you want to call in, email me. I'll send you a link. You can share it out, or you can use it to call in. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so... You're a brave man, Chris. You're a brave man. I'm a brave man. So I, I don't want Ed to be signed up for anything <laughs> weird or anything else like this. This is my commitment to all of you guys. So right now I'm really nervous. I have not been this scared my entire life. My email address is out there for, for y'all. So it, it's very good. So, um, yes, yeah, so like I said, um, we want to hear from you. If you want to call in, just say hi. Um, Jeremy Newman uh, emailed in say, hey, if you want to call in, um, like I said, use the link. Uh, Craig, is there an easier way we could share the link with people? And Craig, I lost you. Um, I was muted. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, well, we've I, I've sent out, I, I retweeted uh, the the live, and also shared the Facebook live as well. You know that has the link that's attached to it as well, so people can click right on that link and get right into I'll our studio and right add them in. So, um, I don't well, know. Maybe we can share the link Craig individually on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, Craig, do me a favor. Um, maybe uh, on the main Facebook um page, uh, on my public Facebook page, um, we've got this video out there. I'm assuming people are watching it. Could you um post a reply with that link, the Streamyard link? Yes. 
Cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. So all you got to do is click that link if you want to call in. Keep it clean. We're family friendly. Um, and like I said, if there's anybody that you know that wants to call in that you want to press us on, we'll give you a prize if you refer to the most famous person that will call in tonight. So it should be good. Um, yeah, so this is how we're setting it up. Um, who knows? Nobody may call in. If they don't, that's fine. We're going to still hang out, uh, discuss some news of the day. Uh, this is interesting because, guys, I did not give you a topic list. <laughs> so uh, we're just going to share some stuff. Um, had an interesting thing that happened to me this week. I don't know if you guys ever knew. I, I'm going to really impress you. Um, I used to be a debater in high school. Uh, that was my fun thing I did. Um, I, I know you're looking at me saying, man, you're so built. You're so strong. Weren't you the high school quarterback? <laughs> Sorry, ladies, I wasn't. I was a Lincoln Douglas debater. And my <laughs> goodness, the... the um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! the woman that you get when you're Lincoln Douglas debate, it's, just, it's amazing. No, I really didn't. Um, one of the worst things I ever did was um, in eighth grade, or well, it was ninth grade, when I first started to debate, um, me and this guy I was debating with, we said, hey, um, history teacher, could we get up front of class and debate each other? You know what I mean? Um, so we sat there and debated philosophical people in front of a whole room of high school girls. And we thought that would impress girls. We thought we would get dates. And my goodness, that just did not work. What, what I'm do you shocked. think? I'm shocked. You extemporaneous, you extemporaneous rhetorical speaker, you. Yeah, I, I really thought that, you know, that alone, I mean, the woman would be just going crazy. They'd be all over us. But no, sadly, unfortunately, it did not work. So, a man um, out of time, Chris. You're a man out of time. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Well, <laughs> the interesting thing is, hey, it, it was a long time ago. Uh, I'm going to turn 47 next month, which is frightening. Um, so, you know, I'm not, uh, what do you say? I'm not that young anymore. So my high school days were a long time ago. So it was interesting. I, I'm doing work for Gannett, Ohio now. And, and man, I haven't even told you guys this, this story privately. Um, there's a guy uh, from the Columbus Dispatch I work with. He's an editor there. His name is Ryan Smith. I'm like, huh, I've known some Ryan Smiths in the past. That's interesting. We get talking. We become friends on Facebook. We connect. Uh, some reason at work, I stumbled across Ryan's account on Facebook. And it says, I went to Glen Oak High School. I'm like, son of a gun. I went to Louisville High School. Um, I'm like, geez, I debated against a Ryan Smith when I was at Louisville, and this was at Glen Oak. So we were messaging back and forth on Facebook last night. I'm like, dude, did I debate against you? And he says, yes, you did. Wow. <laughs> So a old debate foe of mine, I'm now working with. Um, uh, so small world, it was uh, kind of wild. Yeah, small world, and it gets smaller too. Yeah, yeah, because um, you know that was up in the Canton area, a couple hours away. Um, we're both in Columbus now, so it was very strange. It was fun. Uh, I think um, Ryan's with his family this week. Uh, love to have him on sometime. I'm sure he'd come on and uh, talk about some memories and what's happening uh, with the dispatch, too. So that was something fun to happen this week. Um, hey, while we're hanging out, let's talk some football. Uh, kind of interesting. Uh, how do their teams do? Um, Craig, I am not making fun of you. I literally <laughs> What happened to the Lions? I, I really don't know. I mean, well, I know. They they fought hard but ended up losing to the Falcons, uh, twenty to sixteen. Yep, okay. played well but they got beat. Um, my Steelers got their brains kicked in. Um, yeah, 
I, I don't understand the Steelers this year. Um, there have been times where they've looked okay. Uh, they beat Tennessee at home. They beat Baltimore home. And then they follow that up by just looking awful. Um, you know, they got killed by the Bengals. They got killed by the Chiefs. I will say the Chiefs are good this year. I mm-hmm. think you could say the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. Just very disappointed how I, I was hoping that they would make a better accounting themselves. You know, if you lose, you lose, but don't lose by 26. They could, they could have lost by a lot more. Um, Joe, I'm, I, I don't think we've ever talked to you about this. Um, you live in Nashville, the home of the Titans. Are you a uh-huh. Titans guy or are you somebody else? I am a bit of a, a, a nomad when it comes to <laughs> professional sports because I've lived in so many different places. But being a native of uh, the Commonwealth of Kentucky, I have, have always followed uh, the Bengals. And I got to say, oh. if uh, the Bengals who played the Ravens twice this season showed up for every game, boy, that record would be different and the playoff picture would, would be clearer. For the, for, for the beloved Bungles, I, I, I you know, well, 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 so Joe, I feel I feel your pain, there, you know, Chris, when you're saying don't lose by twenty whatever, because there are some games. It's like, <laughs> didn't that that dude just he just set franchise records and threw for more than five hundred yards, right? Right. Definitely. I mean, Burrow uh, and phenomenal. I mean, uh, well, I mean well, second year, imagine what it could be like in a few years down the road. Well, yep. well, Joe, hold that thought. We've got some guests, and um, I'm going to bring you guys both on at the same time. But bear with me as we do this. Um, I think I can. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So we, we've got a couple guests. Um, we're on video. So those of you who have watched the show for a long time will recognize the guy at the lower right-hand corner. Our old friend Brandon Klein's coming in. Brandon, how are you today? Welcome back, Brandon. How are you doing, Chris? Hi, Craig. Fantastic. It's been been forever. Forever. Yeah, yeah. Brand is taking some time off. Brand's got some stuff going in his life. Um, it's good. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's all good, but yeah, just you know, stuff's going on. So, um, Brand's taking some time off. I told him the chair's always there if you want to come back. I'm glad to see you came in and say, "Hey, fantastic." Yeah. Uh, what's yeah. what's happening in your life, Brandon? Anything good? No, not no. really. Uh, okay. Wife got COVID. Uh, uh, Friday, last before Christmas. Um, so all of our holiday plans went up smoke. Um, thought I saw you guys doing your th- podcast tonight, so I thought I could drop by and say, say hi to share that, that miserable news. Oh, yes, yes. Well, uh, we're thinking about your wife. Hopefully, she's doing okay. I saw your note, yeah, no, on Facebook saying. Post a video message uh, saying feel better. I almost did that, but I had my own. It was uncovid related. I'll put it like that. But I had some issues myself. I was able to uh, post my well wishes. Did you get some well wishes? Hopefully. Right. Well wishes, but none, none of them want to do video. So oh, okay. good All right. thing I set privacy so she can see that that post. Okay. Well, you could share this with her now. Brandon's wife, we're hoping you feel better. Um, hang in there, get some rest, and uh, just everyone be careful out there. So, very good. Well, well Brandon, feel free to hang out for a second. I, I do need to talk to this other guy, a uh, friend of mine, Jeremy Newman. Jeremy, how are you today? What's up, guys? How are you? Good. Well, what you been up to lately, Jeremy? Just working, you know, just putting out news and uh, and just living in Circleville. So Okay. 
How about that? Living in Circleville, Brandon. What do you think about that? That's got to be exciting. Well, we just came off of our big pumpkin fest, you know, our pumpkin yeah, show thing. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I covered okay. a lot of the uh, the large pumpkins and stuff that happened. And uh, I'll tell you what, that was quite a trip to, to, to be able to be involved with the farmers and these in these 1800 pound pumpkins. It's always amazing to uh, to cover that kind of stuff because it's just, you know, I'm not a farmer. So when I see things like that and just those humongous things it's just it's amazing it's amazing what people are capable of doing you know I, i'm not gonna say her name because she she went for enough but uh one of our reporters at the columbus dispatch um went down to cover it and i think it was either her or a headline writer uh said pumpkin show instead of fest oh. and the circle of people went crazy what's up with that down there why do they like the fest over show um, when I, I, I'm not, I'm an implant from Circleville. I, I'm not from okay. this area, but, right. um, when I came down, people, people always are afraid. I don't know what it is. It's just like the local thing. You know, it's pumpkin show. If you say pumpkin fest, if you say pumpkin festival, I mean, they'll hang you up. Um, they, okay. uh, um, huh. I, I don't know huh. what it is. It is. I, I explained to people it is listed underneath the pumpkin show. I mean, the pumpkin festivals, you know, the Ohio festivals. So. But okay. it's like down here in Ohio, I'm from Maine and down here in Ohio, everybody says, says pop instead of soda in Maine. They say soda and they make fun of people that say pop. It's vice versa down here. I think that's just what it is. Well, okay. So I'm confused. So we have Joe who um, is one of our dot members. So he might be looking at a circle story in the future. So we, we want to say show, right? Not fest. You want to say show. Yeah. You want to say show. Very good, Joe. It's, Let's it's say show. Okay. Show. Noted. Yes, so, so it is. Very good. Remind me, I know you work for Pub Down. Did you guys recently change your name? Who? Your Pub Down there. No. Oh, okay. Well, give it a plug because I'm blank on the name now. I, I saw the side of the post. Yeah, maybe it's never blog down there, but I saw like a blog with a weird name that supposedly covers down there. So, okay. No, no, we're so, still side of the post. We haven't changed that. Okay, um, we're doing all right. We uh, we we've been trolling along. I think we just hit over a hundred thousand uh, followers on Facebook. So, well, we're rolling pretty good. Well, fantastic. We'll check that out. Well, Jeremy, thanks so much for being on. Uh, feel free, uh, keep listening. Um, we do stuff every day, and also, um, yeah, share the link out. If, if you bring the most notable person on, you'll win a gift card. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's my plan right here. I'm going to get somebody famous in here. Okay, okay. Well, let's put you guys on the hot spot before we finish up with Brandon, um, Craig, and Joe. Right now, if this is our only guest for the night, who, who do you think is more famous? Who would win? Is it Brandon or or um, Jeremy out there? Oh, I know this is awkward. I, mean, I think I got to go. I think I got to go with my guy Brandon. I think I got to go. Oh with Brandon. man, <laughs> we have to agree. That's. Bias. I don't. I, I don't know. I was, I was hoping I would have to be a tiebreaker. Yeah. So uh, D- these guys both work with pubs in the area. Um, I know Brandon's got some news coming up. I, I don't think it's no. it's too to say, right, Brandon? Only only one way to settle it. You have to get them both like at a local uh, festival and involved in some sort of food eating contest. Yeah, that's that. how you. That's how you break all local pub tie or publication ties, right? Or it right. should be anyway, because my favorite was my favorite way. 
Okay. <laughs> well, next time we can send food out. I mean, we're still in COVID, so we, we can't be all meeting up. Here, so it should be good. So, all right. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Brandon, anything else before you take off? Well, I just would say that, uh, you know, maybe not changing the the name for Scioto Post, but maybe a pronunciation to, like, the GPS way, Scioto Post. <laughs> just a thought. All right. That's it. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Oh, okay. No, that's very good. Well, well, Brandon, um, stay tuned. I don't want to jinx it because I, I can't say it, but um, a a guest that how how do I say this without saying it's live on air? A guest that you and Craig and I have had talked to, um, where I asked a very embarrassing question, where where Brandon's color lost his face. Uh, you know, Brandon really was frustrated with me for asking that question. Think you know what I'm talking about? The big guy might come on tonight. It's out there. What do you think, Brandon? Oh, yeah, Brandon's all um, excited. <laughs> well, I hope you. Hope, he, he might. Hopefully, you learned your lesson. Hopefully, just like <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Just don't ask the question. I don't know that he has. I don't know. That he has. There'll be a minute or two. We'll just ask him what he thinks of the Skiro post. So it'll be great. All right. Well, hey, I'll let you guys go. Yeah, hey, Jeremy. Is... There you go. That's All a right. safe one. Fantastic. Well, let me let you guys go. Feel free to come back in. Brandon, you can refer somebody famous in to call us. Let's see if um, you or Jeremy can get the more famous person. That'll be great. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for checking in, Brandon. And, yeah, we got to talk our business deal later. Brandon and I are dealing business-wise, so we'll have to talk about that later. So uh, thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Jeremy. Have a good one. See ya. Man, this is fantastic. I mean, hey, we could end right now and everything will be good. What do you guys think? I think so. Yeah, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good start there for us. All right, you're you're like a, you're like a kid in a podcasting uh, candy store. <laughs> you got live guests, you've got potential special guests. I mean, <laughs> I am. Uh, we gotta talk briefly afterwards. Um, I had an idea I was gonna share with you guys. I love this idea. Maybe we should have a show like this where we just have people call in and talk. Yeah, it doesn't have to be anybody famous. It could be you know just a random people that we know. I mean. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm already kind of excited. This is pretty good. So, yeah, our thanks to Brandon Klein. Um, Brandon's kind of, um, what do you call it? I mean, he's a regular podcaster of ours. Just took some time off, but Brandon's still out there, definitely a friend of ours, and he can come on whenever he wants. And uh, Jeremy, uh, a contact of mine that works for the side of the post, uh, their blog, they cover areas south of Columbus. So uh, definitely check them out. I'll give them a shout out. All right, so we were talking about football. Now, um, Joe was distracted. Uh, you were talking about Joe Burrow, so he was up against your team then. No, no, I was uh, my. Okay. I was just uh, you know the 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 highs and lows that have come with the Bengals this year. Yeah, and currently, clearly, right now on on the upswing. But you know, you've got uh, you've got some some potent weapons that are relatively young and you're hoping they'll develop and it's kind of refreshing to see uh hope and optimism among cincinnati football fans you know yeah not to even not to even get into the college thing right now because you know 
Cincinnati's got its own college football thing going on right, right. now. Uh, well, well, I'll put, yeah. well, well, I'll put it this way. And like I said, check us out. Um, we have the link in our Facebook if you want to call in. Uh, we got contests. If you know anybody famous you want to refer to us to call in, that's fine. Feel free to call in. We're just hanging out, having a good time tonight. Um, if we don't get more call-ins, um, Joe Casson will br- and Craig too will break down the college football playoffs. So, <laughs> depending on how <laughs> many calls are good, we may break it down really severely. We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, but yeah, real quick on that, uh, the Bengals. Yeah, I think they're the best team in the AFC North. Um, Ravens are too hurt right now. Ravens are kind of right. inconsistent. Right. The Steelers are way too inconsistent. They got some really good players and some really awful, terrible players. Uh, and the Browns are the Browns. I, I can't figure out the Browns. Uh, they play the Steelers this week. They go into Pittsburgh, Monday Night Football. Definitely want to check that out. Uh, the thing I can't understand for life of me about the Browns is when they run the ball, they're pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, yeah. They whipped up on the Bengals by running the ball and then doing a play-action pass thing, and then they get off that. Um, like the following week, they played the Steelers. Uh, Steelers' run defense has been horrible this year. They run the ball. They beat the Steelers by three touchdowns. And Baker Mayfield, who was injured during the first game, uh, wanted to be Mahomes and throw it 80 times. And, yeah, Steelers won the game. Um, if the Browns won on Monday, the Browns will win. And I'm a Steelers fan. I hate this. Hey, I would hate if the Browns win. But I don't know if they're going to do that. So they could be in trouble. And, hey, if you don't want to call in, if you just want to comma where we're talking about yeah feel free to leave a comment here on facebook and we'll try to address as many as we can um craig what are your thoughts are you think the browns are going to beat the Steelers on monday i think you may have muted yourself again craig it's the ground yeah, yeah I, I think they'll I think they'll beat the Steelers, but I, I don't know that they'll finish the season by beating the Bengals. And you know, I, I think the it'll sum up the Browns season pretty, you know, clearly that they've been consistently inconsistent and they've they've underachieved a little bit. Obviously, I think there's a lot of high expectations, myself included, even though I'm not a Browns fan, but I thought um Maybe they wouldn't win the division, but I thought they'd be a playoff team pretty, uh, you know, pretty convincingly. And yeah, I, I don't, I don't see that happening. And I, I, I now feel like moving into next year, they're going to be looking at the quarterback market. Maybe not necessarily replacing Baker Mayfield, but certainly going to be looking at options. I think whether it's via the trade or maybe a draft pick at some point. Um, I don't know that Baker has done enough to show that he's the guy moving forward that you're going to give the $35 million a year contract. I just don't right. think that's going to happen. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's uh, two things there. Chris, you were talking about you know how inconsistent the Ravens have been, how inconsistent the Steelers have been. These are the Browns or the Browns who are consistently inconsistent. That's a perfect way to describe it. All kinds of talent, um, you know, uh, COVID, of course, has, has weighed in on it there with the protocol and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I don't – I don't. I think you're right, Craig. I don't think they're going to – they're not looking to replace uh, Mayfield immediately. But it's, you know, it's like that kid who's who's got a PS4 and it's doing all right, but he's eyeballing the PS5. Yeah. You know, they're wondering what the next gen is going to be because um, I don't – I mean – 
I don't see them throwing that kind of extension at him either. I mean, maybe we're wrong and maybe he's, you know, maybe he gets past uh, COVID somehow next year and, you know, they're in the playoffs handily. But I'm, I'm the same way. I'm not necessarily a Browns fan, but man, I thought they were, I mean, I thought their playoff fate would be clear. You know, well, I thought it would be established that, oh, no, they, they're in, you know. Well, here's another thing that's interesting. And again, I, I support the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm looking at it from a Steelers fan perspective. The Steelers are in an interesting um, phase. Uh, their quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, he stepped back, <laughs> to be polite a little bit. He's 39. He's not the big Ben of like 10 years ago. He, he's still productive. There's some games like against the Chiefs where he looks really tough. But he's had a couple productive games this year. Um, common sense would say, man, the Sooners got to go out and get a quarterback, either a veteran or, you know, draft one higher up in the draft. But the Sooners have a ton of holes right now. And the thought would be is, yeah, they need need a quarterback, but is there – their interest could be better suited off in other places. Their offensive line's a mess. Um, You know, would getting a good offensive line really help? Um, You know, Craig's team, uh, Penny Soul, I believe his name is, they drafted him him high in the first round. And, um, you know, they need a couple over Penny Souls, but, you know, he's been a help. You know, it's been good. Um, So, yeah, it'll just be interesting to see um, what happens there. So, hey, in case you're watching this on video, um, I I said call using the link on the first Facebook comment. Um, If you're watching this via my public YouTube page, uh, not YouTube, Facebook page. Uh, Craig has a uh, first comment, giving a link. Uh, click on the link, easy to enter in, and you could be on the show. Or, or again, send it to somebody famous. We've got some interesting people that could come on later on today and um, see if you can beat them. Um, you know, um, you know, send the link that Craig used here in the first comment. And Craig, you might want to post that again since we've had a couple comments already. Uh, but yeah, use that link. And let's know. Um, send it to somebody famous and say, "Hey, surprise these guys!" You know, call in there, uh, show you <laughs> the link, and we'll see what happens. Um, you know, and hey, if you're a legend in your own mind, you can yeah. call in too. I mean, if you think you're way, way famous, uh, yeah, use yeah. that link and let's know. Um, in your own mind, I got some feedback. Well, one of you guys got the volume up, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to get back okay. on your Facebook, and I click on the link, and it, uh, of course, goes right to the, the live stream, and, of course, there's a bunch of volume. So let me uh, take care of that really quick, and we'll get back at it. Fantastic. Well, while we're doing that, uh, Stephen Flickinger, I, I'm not sure if I know Stephen. I'm not sure if you guys do or not. But, hey, I, I'm glad for comments to come in because Stephen's saying uh, he's uh, referring to our discussion about the Browns. He says, hey, why look at options when you can't utilize – well, I'm sorry, when you don't utilize a decent backup in Keenum. Uh, I put this here on um, Stefanski. You know, Stephen, Stephen I'm, I'm not against the idea. Here's the only issue I have with that. I like the Case Keenum from a couple years ago. Uh, I was thinking about that Case Keenum uh, that led the Vikings to that win where he threw that kind of miracle pass to Stephon Diggs. Uh, Diggs caught, ran in for a last-second touchdown and beat the Saints. I'm not sure if Keenum is that exactly that guy. I like him as a backup. Um, I think Keenum's a lot better than some of the other backups you have out there. I'm not sure if Keenum's the guy where you can say, hey, Baker, go to the bench. Uh, Case, it's your job from here on out. Uh, but it is an interesting concept. I, I'm just not sure if 
uh, Case is your 100% starter right now. I think it's a good backup. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you agree? Um, I Yeah, I don't know that I'd be ready to put him in a starting role either, but I, I, think, uh, I think he's got a point, man. I mean, this year especially, yeah, maybe give Keenum some more snaps. I mean, especially once the season kind of turned. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to be charitable. But, you know, as, as we said early on, we had expectations. Even non-fans of the Browns had expectations that, oh, yeah, they got the arsenal. They'll, they'll, they'll do well this year. I'm not saying they're, they're going to, you know, go undefeated or anything. But it, I expected, again, I expected their playoff picture to not be so muddled at, at this time of year. Yeah. Well, and let me jump into because let me clarify my comment because in reading Stevens' comment here, I don't think Stevens is saying, "Hey, you know, Case Kim's your franchise quarterback is the best quarterback of all time." He's just saying, "Hey, you should utilize that decent backup in Keenum." Right. And to Stevens' point, I think there were some times. I think Joe, you're saying this too, that you know things are a little messy for the Browns, and I think there was a fear saying, "Oh my gosh, if we replace Baker now." You know, we can never bring him back. Well, why not bring in Kaysom? Uh, Kaysom. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you bring in Casey Kaysom? And uh, he will lead the way. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think you want Casey Kaysom to play. But Case Keenum, yeah, maybe he could, you know, help the team out for a rough patch. Uh, you know, Craig, do you, you think that's got some merit? Yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't know. You know, I guess if you make that move, though, then you're probably committing to not having Baker Mayfield be your guy next year, right? I mean, do you bench the guy and then all of a sudden you come back with him, maybe, you know? Or, right. you know, I think, you know, his his next comment, which is saying that uh, Keenum is better than an injured Mayfield, that that makes total sense, you know? And, yeah. and oh, I agree. Yeah. if Mayfield is still hurt, then maybe that's not a bad option, but... You know, if if you do if you go down that road where you bench Baker Mayfield for Case Keenum, are you basically saying Baker's not the guy and we can't go back to him, or could you still go back to him next year if another option like an Aaron Rodgers is not available for your team? Right, and I, I think that's an excellent point. I clearly that would be worked out. It would have to be you know um, between Stefanski and and and. Uh, um, Baker and and taking care of you know behind the scenes, but now I mean this I there's lots of reasons you have a decent backup QB. This season's one of them. I I mean I, I I'm look I, again I'm I uh, kind of stepped away from the NFL a little bit in recent years, but every so often I come back to it as kind of a, a layperson fan, you know. And then I see stuff like this, and I'm like. Why aren't he taking like Keenum could totally be because, for example, Chris, that you know, when he did throw that pass, you know, when when a guy does that against NFL level opponents, he's where he's, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, right? You know, it's, I mean, he clearly he's got the skills, or at least he had them relatively recently. Who knows with with a different lineup and and some of the guys you know under under pressure some of the guys that you would have in on the offense you know with him there in Cleveland. Yeah, I'm, I've kind of scratched my head about that too. Uh, a lot of injuries too, and it not just not just Mayfield playing through injuries this year. Clearly, uh, that's been another issue. We talked about COVID, but then also just injuries. Good old fashioned ouch, you know. 
Um, I mean, they, they, we ran the, the, the story today about uh, Garrett playing through it. And because Garrett's playing through it, other guys are playing through it. Yeah, I get it. I know. I understand. But God, that's so painful to watch as a fan. I'm sure it's painful to do as well, clearly. But, man, it, you, you just you think about what if, you know. Yeah. Well, and let me say, Stephen raises a, a great point here because, uh, as we're all saying, injured quarterbacks is not a good thing. I got to be honest. I, I support the Steelers. One of the things I've been frustrated with the Steelers are over – Big Ben's career is, I don't know if this is gamesmanship or Big Ben likes to say it, but remember, there were a lot of games where Big Ben's career are like, oh, he can't lift his arm over his head. He's in pain. He might die. And then right. uh, Big Ben comes out and throws eight touchdowns, and we're all like, oh, what a warrior. Well, maybe Big Ben's fibbing a little bit to get the other team off what they're doing. Uh, but you have Baker Mayfield where they're like, oh, he's injured, he's injured, and he goes out and he plays the crap. And you're like, okay, well, maybe somebody else could do it better. And, you know, to see this point, he says, hey, you know, Case Keenum isn't Joe Montana, but Case Keenum healthy. However, Case Keenum is probably better than the injured Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yeah. I agree with it. Absolutely. I'll be, I'll be honest. The um, quarterbacks is well holding the Browns back. I hate to say this. I want the Browns to stink. I want the Browns to be awful as a sewer supporter. But, you know, you look at that game, they played the Packers pretty good, I'd say. And, yeah. you know, how many interceptions did Baker have? Like four or something? Four, yeah. And you lost for two points. Yep. And, you right, know, two of us are killing the NFL. I mean, can you imagine if he threw three interceptions? You know, if you got a field goal, you won by a point. You know, so yep. – um, and it was interesting. Uh, Marla Rittenauer of uh, the Acrobee Control uh, wrote a piece, uh, I think it was a day or two ago, uh, talking about how, hey, this is a really good audition to say, hey, Aaron Rodgers, you know, come to Cleveland. You know, we got a pretty good team. You know, we need to have a quarterback. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers goes to Cleveland, but who knows? You know, I mean, that's going to be a really interesting uh, storyline over the offseason to see where he ends up going. But I see Marla's point is to say, look, Corvax holding them back. I mean, I'm a huge yeah. Cream Hunt fan, and I know Nick Chubb's outstanding, but you've got Cream Hunt and Nick Chubb in your backfield. You shouldn't have to throw it all. You know, just give those guys the ball. You know, do old school. What was what it? Oklahoma, Nebraska. That'd be fun. So, very good. Well, Steven, thanks for all the great comments. Let us know if you have any other thoughts on this. It should be good. All right. Well, hey, we are chilling out. Oh, what time we got now? 640? Guys, this is this is exciting. I, I'm these forty minutes have flown by. Maybe Craig, maybe we should do all of our shows like this, like Seinfeld <laughs> and yeah. Frank. Yeah. I, I like this live element, people calling in and uh talking. It'll be great. Who knows? Maybe we can get Jerry to call in like a Seinfeld show. That's <laughs> possible. You never know. Possible, right? you well, like I said, I, I want people to know what's happening here. We're having a live show, kind of like an interview show. I'm excited. This this could become an everyday show. Who knows? Uh, but, you know, we're kind of sharing uh, just some interviewer memories. Uh, we want people to call in. We've had a couple people calling already. Uh, we've had some comments already, which is fantastic. We're having, a, I guess, an unofficial official contest where whoever the most noble person to call in um, we'll give somebody a gift card. Now, right now, we have an awkward situation with Jeremy Newman and Brandon Klein, uh, two media people in the 
uh, Central High area, and don't make us pick between those two. <laughs> if you know somebody else, please reach out to them via Twitter. If you know somebody personally, do that. It should be fun. Um, so like I said, under the first comment, and uh, I see uh, Craig uh, puts another comment um, with the link. So if you want to call in or send to somebody else to call in, just click on that link. It's really easy. Uh, it's fun. We'd love to hear from you. All right, guys, what else is going on today? We're not really a football show, so we can't talk football for another hour. Um, oh, you know what? Let's do this. Because, uh, let's get this out of the way now uh, because who knows who may or may not call in the next 45 minutes or so. Um, we usually talk videos. Um, we <laughs> I didn't plan ahead last week. I said, hey, let's do this because I, I don't have a video in mind. Uh, maybe we could talk. Uh, quickly about some videos maybe we'll all watch uh just so uh the people watching know what we're doing each week we pick a random youtube video to watch and again we used to talk a lot more high news we're, we're more focusing on the pop culture aspects yeah we'll talk about high news but we like having reporters on where we can just say hey reporter how you doing you know we're not going to yell at people about their politics or COVID or anything else like that. So we've gotten more into the pop culture discussions. So our YouTube videos are more fun, pop culture-y. We're not watching, you know, COVID conspiracy videos or any of that stuff. So uh, let's talk about some videos that you guys might like to watch. And if you're out there, if you got a YouTube video, share with us the link. Again, we're a family-friendly, fun show. I don't want any weird videos that we have to watch, but... Uh, Says the video, we need a video to watch next week. I've got an idea, but I don't want to step on you guys. So any, anything you guys are thinking about? No, I hadn't really thought about it yet. I was trying to figure out how to incorporate New Year's, but it kind of falls just barely past our, you know, it'll be, it's off our cycle, you know, yeah. with New Year's coming up this weekend, so. I, I was racking my brain on that, and then finally my brain said, look, quit. I'm not going to help you here. I can't figure it out. So uh, that's the way that conversation with my brain ended. Well, and we're going to have to have a discussion um, afterwards, a quick discussion. Um, we've got issue next week. We like taping these on Wednesday. We might talk about a different day, especially for next week, because next Wednesday I turn 47. Hey. And my, my family likes it when I'm around. Uh, they don't. Like it when I'm down podcasting all night. So, uh, are you sure about that? Uh, yeah, uh, we had that conversation earlier, and that's as far as my phone call to Craig about <laughs> about half hour ago. So, yeah, so it's good. Well, not half hour ago. What, what was it, like an hour and a half ago now? Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that afterwards. But um, yeah, but I guess if we record like let's say next Monday, uh, we're still past um, January first. I, well, uh, well, let's keep talking. I've got an idea. Let me try to bring it up because I brought this up a couple times and I keep forgetting the guy's name. Um, but yeah, if you're out there listening to us, um, yeah, let us know what video you'd like us to uh, talk about. I, I'm thinking, yeah, something fun, pop culture-y. Uh, we usually like to try about 20 minutes. We don't want to sit here and watch like a 10-hour video of something. I've got an idea. Let me see if I can actually pull this up for you guys. Um, 
could you hear some background noise? Yeah, indeed. Okay. Jeez, maybe we could watch these videos live. I don't know. <laughs> Let me see. Okay, here we go. This guy's name is. Let me pull him up. We talked about this guy before. This guy's name is Kurt Kaz. Um, he is the guy. Uh, he's from South Africa. He likes going to dangerous areas of the world. So he goes to Colombia, Medellin. Um, which we is about this, guy for this guy's name is Kurt Kaz. Um, I think you got me up in your background. Uh, Volume-wise. Um, so this guy likes going to, for really dangerous areas of the world. Um, and he doesn't follow the rules. Like, they tell him, hey, be careful. Don't go out at night. Uh, don't go on this, you know, uh, don't talk to locals. And he does it anyway. He thinks it's funny. Uh, let me play you a small clip of the video. Let me know what you guys think. Buenos dias. Right now, I'm in the center of Medellin, a city that is pretty much well known for one thing, and you know what that is. But that said, the building behind me used to be the headquarters of the cartel not too long ago, that they've now turned into a cultural center. Anyways, everyone's bored of the stereotype. It's not all the city's got to offer. So I arrived two days ago and I haven't been out yet and I'm super excited to go see what the city's about. Let's go speak to some people. Let's go, let's see what we can, let's see what we can find. Let's go. Hey. So once again, I don't know how this happens, but I find myself in a market. Like always. Maybe it's my stomach putting me in the right direction. All right. Enough of that. But um, it's interesting because this guy doesn't know what's going on. He's like, oh, I'm not sure how I got here, but I'm in this market. Let's see what happens. And it's funny because this guy follows no rules and everything. And I think I told you, what was it, Kurt Kaz, I believe? Yeah, I think it was it. Are you guys okay if we watch him next week? Sure. Sure, why not? Okay. Well, let's do that. That'll be the video we watch next week. And, you know, maybe we can actually play the video during our show. Who knows? I mean, I'm Joe and Craig, I'm excited. The possibilities of doing this live are fantastic. <laughs> uh, let's bring up a... Uh, we have another comment. Um, they have a joint Facebook, but I'm assuming this is coming from Mike. Uh, Mike Wilcox, old friend of mine. Um, Craig, you'll remember we actually had yeah. Mike on. It was the same yeah, night. Yeah, yeah we, we had um, Dwyer Brown, was it, from Field of Dreams? Yeah. Yeah, we did two shows that night. Uh, um, Joe, one, one of our most noble nights of the year last year, we had Dwyer Brown who played – Kevin Costner's dad on Field of Dreams. He came on the show. We talked to him for a little bit. And our second segment, we had Mike Wilcox, who was my um, my neighbor from across the street. I fell off touch with Mike, but through the magic of social media, we got back in touch. And Mike came on, and we reminisced while Craig sat there awkwardly going, <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> but it was fun. And Craig had a good a new friend, too. So, Mike, thanks for checking in. 
uh, refer somebody to this. You know some famous people, Mike. It'll be good. I use that link and uh, see if we can get somebody to call in. That'd be fantastic. All right. Well, thanks, Mike. And like I said, you know, comment. We'll share your comment. Um, if you click that link that Craig's been sharing here in the messages, uh, we'll love to have you on. Talk to you. Uh, it'll be fun. And if you want to share us with a famous person, you might win a gift card. So very good. All right. So what were we? Oh, Kirk has. Yeah, so um, we'll watch Kirk Cass next week. He goes to Medellin. Um, later in the, the video, he talks to some gang members, and he goes around uh, this market where they're selling porno and drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he walks on the market going, this is so bad. Uh, this is so bad. I can't believe you're doing this. And it ends with him walking away with one of the magazines that they were selling. So uh, Kirk is a strange fellow. Um. We could try to have Kurt on. It was interesting. Um, there were some reports that he was kidnapped in South America, <laughs> but I, I guess they couldn't find him, and he was like, oh, I'm okay, and everything else, which really was very strange. Um, last week, we, we talked about this. Um, there was a kidnapping, which thankfully ended well um, in Haiti. Um, here in Ohio, there's a, a mission workers who – um, you know, they go down to Haiti, they do their thing, uh, they help out the people of Haiti. They're actually kidnapped by a gang. Uh, people were afraid it wouldn't end up well, but thankfully they escaped. Uh, Joe, I talked about this with Craig last week, kind of a, a weird story. Um, Joe, have you ever watched the show Prison Break? I have seen it, yes. Oh, there's no better TV than Prison Break. What do you think? <laughs> I did think, uh, the, the story last week was pretty amazing because I remember I saw, you know, that people were, had been released or were free. We, well, you know, the initial, I think the initial news alert was something like that. Some hot, and it wasn't all of the hostages. It was just some of them. Right. And then later came in more. And there's like, no, everybody is. Then then it said they had escaped. And I'm like, Whoa, wait a minute. I gotta, there's, there's a heck of a TV movie coming. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's going to be a fascinating story. Well, it was interesting because uh, Craig and I talked about that last week going, would they do a movie? Because would they sell their story? And again, they're midnight people. Uh, it's, it's, there's kind of Amish. They live a simpler life. But, you know, we could be midnight. I mean, it's not like you have to you know, have no electricity or be on the internet right. or anything else right. like that. Um, it was interesting. My uh, brother-in-law and sister go to a midnight church. And we were actually up there Sunday for a Christmas get-together. And I was talking to my brother-in-law in the back. And I, and I told him, I said, hey, on my podcast, we were talking about, hey, could they sell their story? That might be a little crazy since they're midnight. So he's like, yeah, maybe they will. Uh, because he actually knows friend of friends who were kidnapped. He doesn't know the kidnapped people personally, but he's got people who are close with them. And he said, hey, that might be an option. And I said, look, if you're trying to raise money for your agency, Man, if they could sell a story for a couple million bucks, you got yeah. agency funded for years. I mean, yeah, like, think about think about the the missions trips you could fund. Yeah, with with the TV rights stories, you know, to yeah. to, to any network, you know, who knows gonna who would pick it up. Well, and, and you could probably write in saying, okay, you can't make us do anything weird, like you know, any weird love scenes or anything else like that. But hey, you know, there you go. I'd sell my story. I can be bought. That's what. That's what <laughs> that should go on your business card that you probably yes. don't have anymore, right? <laughs> yes. If I die and someone writes like a book about my life, it'd be I can be bought. The crispy story, you know. 
Well, one thing about Chris was he had a price. Yes. He certainly had a price. And the longer my life goes, it, it, it gets less and less by the year. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's, you don't say that. You say it fluctuates. Okay. If it's only fluctuating down, that's fine. It's still fluctuation. I understand there where right. I'm at in life. I understand that price. <laughs> I bet you I can get a shiny nickel, maybe for me. Who knows? Not a Craig plug nickel. Craig, you fetch a quarter, I think, right? <laughs> uh, maybe. Huh. I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Uh, <laughs> Craig's playing. Uh, Craig's playing under the weather tonight. Uh, I asked Craig. I don't know why I asked him that right away. It was probably a weird question to ask. Craig's like, "I'm not feeling well today. I'll be on, but I'm not feeling well." I'm like, do you have COVID? Like, I asked him that like really quick. Man, it's the question. I mean, how right. can you not? I mean, anytime. I I, I had the thing happen. Uh, I was uh, out of out of town uh, a couple of weeks ago, and was gassing up the car and standing in line to, to pay or whatever and I, and I coughed and I was I was the coffer you yeah. know no fine I just coughed you know allergies whatever but it was like oh no of course we've become desensitized to it and everything <laughs> but yeah I was like oh the mask's on the other face now isn't it or whatever I have a um She's being bad right now. I got a message from my wife, so I don't think she's going to be able to come down. But my nine-year-old, if we keep doing these live shows, I'll have to bring her on sometime. Um, she, she's got special needs. We'll just leave it at that. I mean, I don't think you guys – well, I can tell you offline, but I, I feel we're broadcasting this on our online uh, platform. But, you know, she's got special needs. It's all good. Uh, but one of the things she does is she, she yells out stuff at inappropriate times. So right when the pandemic first happened, uh, we, we have a membership to the zoo, and uh, we like just going to the zoo. You know, Columbus Zoo, great spot. So she'll go in there, and again, this is right when the pandemic started. Well, a couple months after, when places started to open up for the first time. And she come in, hey, daddy's sick. I'm like, what? <laughs> because that's not good to mention any time in your life. It's not good to yell daddy's sick, but... Yeah, in the middle of COVID, don't yell, Daddy's sick. And it, we, I had some glares. I'm like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> I just love, love It's not that. Sick. It's not that sick. It's a different sick. Yeah. Much less contagious and vilified. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's always tough. So, All right. Well, hey, as we're hanging out, uh, let's talk about Christmas. Uh, Craig, I'll start with you. How was your Christmas? Craig, I think you muted yourself again. Yeah, pretty good. Went to two different Christmases. Went to uh, my wife's family's Christmas and went to my my family's Christmas. Uh, sort of doing both in one day, which is always fun, but also a little chaotic as you're trying to split up your time evenly. But I uh, had a lot of fun, ate some good food, and uh, saw some family members. And, you know, so far, other than being sick, has, has been a pretty good uh, couple of days and a couple of holidays off. Fantastic. How many Christmases did you have? Well, my wife's uh, family, we have one. And then my mom and dad and my sister have one uh, at my sister's house. And so all within 45 minutes of each other, which is pretty convenient. So not too bad. So not a lot of driving. But uh, I guess next year will be the drive when we're in Tennessee living and and having to drive up back to Ohio. But everybody's kind of close by. So we had two Christmases. We 
sure. sort of do them in the same day. So it, it turns out to be a pretty, uh, you know, Christmas isn't over at like noon for us. That's for sure. It's almost just starting at noon. <laughs> you, you made me think about that movie um, for Christmases. Have, have you guys yeah. seen that? I have. Yeah, I have not. Oh, do yourself a favor. Sometimes the Christmas movies can get cheesy. Four Christmases, um, like uh, two. Who is in for? Uh, Craig's a movie expert. Vince Vaughn, uh, who, who's a girl? and Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Um, yep. And both parents were divorced, so to hit yeah, the yeah. Christmases, they had to go four of them, and all their families were very strange. And it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, very good. Um, Joe. You're based in Nashville. Where did you go? Well, we also had two Christmases. We um, visited uh, my brothers in uh, Kentucky and had uh, kind of a semi-surprise early Christmas dinner. Uh, one of oh. my brothers uh, pulled the whole, you know, the whole shebang off all of, all of the traditional Christmas dinner trappings: turkey, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it was ridiculously good. I ate way too much, uh, rolled around on my back for about 45 minutes before I finally flopped over and, and you know, could could stand up again. Uh, but then for Christmas proper uh, here in Nashville, uh, the just the immediate family, the wife and the boy, we uh, did Christmas dinner. And of course, even if it was just a smaller dinner for us, still awesome leftovers, right? So we did Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve, thinking I can get to the leftovers sooner. And it worked really well. I think we just kind of finished them up. So uh, getting ready for the traditional New Year's good luck meal of, you know, beans or, or black eyed peas or whatever form of, of coin you want represented in greens and cornbread and everything. So have a nice little gap between them. In case you can't tell, the holidays are all about eating for me. Yes. So, well, yes, I got to tell you. Love the food. I, I, was really, I was really depressed. And no offense uh, to my Akron brethren. Um, I work with um, the Akron Bigot Journal and Canton Repository a lot. And today I was reading a story where they were talking about, hey, all Akron people want to eat sauerkraut balls. I saw that. I did. Like, How freaking depressing. I, I got depressed even reading the story. I almost like just deleted it off the... No, I, I don't delete stories. I probably shouldn't say that. You got uh, depressed but, for other people. Yes. I, I was like, <laughs> my... I, I almost posted on, on Facebook and said, don't read this story. No. I wouldn't do that. Watch. We got some dot members probably listening going, what is he doing? No, I'm not. I'm not doing anything weird. <laughs> it's all good. I, I just sound cop balls on terrible. I, you know, I... I gotta agree with you, man. I am not a kraut fan. I come from a family of kraut eaters. I am—I don't know how sauerkraut makes you a black sheep, but here, here I am. It me now. Uh, but that sounds like something that my wife and kid might actually really like. They're fans of of sour, pickly foods. So, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. Hmm, now that I think about it. Make that yeah. a surprise gift sometime. Try them. You'll like them. Ugh, I don't want them. No, not me. All you. <laughs> very, very rough. All right. Um. Let's see. Oh, yeah, my Christmas. Um, had a couple different... I had two Christmases. I had... Uh, the previous Sunday, I was up in the Cleveland area. 
Uh, we were careful. I mean, now they're saying be careful about going anywhere with COVID. Uh, we went up. We were careful. Everyone there was uh, vaccinated. We didn't, like, hug or kiss or sit too close to each other. But was up in Cleveland to see some family. Uh, it was good. Uh, hung out, opened some gifts. And then this past Sunday, I was up at Hartville, which is kind of like North Akron. Oh, I'm sorry, South Akron. Uh, North Canton, kind of like halfway in between Akron and Canton. Uh, we were up there and hung out, played some games. Um, it, it was at this church, uh, what do you call it? A church like Fellowship Hall. So there's like areas for kids to run around. It was fun watching the kids run around. And uh, we tried to entertain ourselves, the adults, just kind of played with kids. Uh, my brother wanted me to play dice. So me, my brother, and brother in law were throwing dice, trying to come up with fun games to play with that. But it was good. And I drove home Sunday night, realized that my favorite team got destroyed, which wasn't fun. But that was okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know, I got I got excited. We were leaving. I drove up. Oh, I gotta tell you a story there. If we'll get yeah, yeah, call in if you want. Again, use the link in our comments. But I, I guess share if it's a story that my wife got mad at me that I did. So it'll be good. Uh but no, on the way home, I drove on the way up thinking we're gonna leave the church at 4 30. I've got the Paramount Plus app. And they're showing the Steelers Chiefs. I'm like, man, I'm in the passenger seat. I'll curl up, watch that game on my phone. It'll be all good. And I turned it off real quick because the Steelers got a crush. What do you think about this? I'm going to bring this up. And and I told my wife, I don't know if she's watching or not, but if she is, sorry, honey, I got to bring this up. Um, We're driving up 71 North um, out of Columbus to get up to Canton. 71 North, Joe, you're probably not familiar with it. Like most interstates, um, you know, three, four lanes, it gets pretty busy. I got my mom. My mom actually came down to stay for a couple of days. It was nice. Uh, we were actually listening to church because we had to leave early on Sunday. Our church live streamed, so I had it on my phone. We were listening the way up. So I asked, I said, hey, let's just listen to the service. So we were all quiet listening. I get on the left-hand side of Interstate 71, okay? I've heard, and tell me if I'm wrong, if you're in the left lane, you can go about 10 miles over without, you know, getting pulled over necessarily. Have you guys heard that, or am I crazy? I, I'm not saying you're crazy. I don't think that's the reason you're crazy. I've heard all sorts of things like that. I've heard variations on it. I'm about 99.9% sure it's all BS. And if somebody gets behind you and you're going one mile an hour over and he wants to pull you, he can. Okay. But, but yeah, I've definitely heard that. Totally. Yeah. All right. Well, for those of you who are watching and those who, and again, we're going to have, we're going to publish this as a normal podcast. So you can listen to it very shortly on audio. So if you're listening to this live or if you listen to this on delay or whatever, let me know if I'm wrong because I'm not sure if that's the case or not. But on the left-hand lane, I'm on the far left, the speed lane. I'm, I'm going north. Uh, I think it's is it 70 miles per hour, Craig? Uh, pretty I sure think. it is, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so I, I'm over the left-hand lane, I'm going 80. Now we're running a little bit late and I'm thinking man, I can make up some time. It's all good. Well, traffic all over the place. It's day after Christmas maybe everyone's coming home from wherever they went for Christmas. I get stuck in the left-hand side. I'm going 80, and there's these guys on my bumper. And oh, right in front of me. That's always these, fun. And I'm literally on their bumper. So, I mean, 80 is the flow of traffic. And I'm sitting there like, oh, crap. 
and my wife tells me later, and, and they must have been looking at their phones or doing some other stuff. They didn't notice. She's like, well, you should have pulled over to the center lane. I'm like, I can't. There's traffic there. I'm doing everything they shouldn't do in traffic school. You can't get boxed in on the interstate. I was boxed in. I had nowhere to go. <laughs> so I started going faster because I had a little bit more space in front of me. I looked down and I'm going 95. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And I'm not listening to I'm not listening to Pumpy Up song. I mean, I'm listening to a church sermon. It wasn't like it was like, yeah, Pumpy Up. Putting your, like, put your audition tape in for Fast and Furious, huh? Oh, yeah. It was great. <laughs> well, I had my mom in the front seat. Uh, it was a, um, what do you call it, a minivan. And my wife was right behind me and my daughter was right behind me. It wasn't good. Lots of family. If God forbid something horrible happened, I probably could wipe down a lot of my family at one time, which wouldn't have been good. Don't do that. Don't speed. You know, wear a mask. Yeah, be safe out there. Uh, but I, I had nowhere else to go. So I'm like stuck. It took me a while to get over. So I don't know. Craig, what, what should you have done? Or what should I have done? Well, I've always told my wife, and I don't. And this is again, I don't know if it's right or not. But when we drive, like especially we're going down to Tennessee or whatever, and we're driving on seventy-five the whole way down, and I've always thought you blend in with traffic. Now, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that if everybody's going ninety-five that you go ninety-five, but you also don't want to be the reason why people get into crashes because you're not going with the flow of traffic. Right now, right. If, if everybody else is going 95, I'm not saying that it's right, and I'm not saying that you couldn't get pulled over, but at the same time, I think you're within your reason. It's reasonable to say you could go 95 because you're you're going with the flow of traffic, you're blending in with the flow of traffic. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and I'm like, hey, you were looking at your phone, you didn't know what was going on. And I don't want to scare the family. I don't want to say, oh, my gosh, we're in trouble, you know. But it kind of went with the flow. It, it just became weird. It was a little awkward drifting to my wife after a while. Well, once you're going so, that fast, too, once you're up around 80 or 85, which is super easy to do, we all know this, yeah. at, at a 70-mile-an-hour zone, it takes nothing for traffic to push you up to 80 miles an hour. Oh, no, nothing, nothing, yeah. you know. And And you're right. I think you're right, Craig. You shouldn't. Clearly, you don't want to speed crazily over, you know, unless you're audition. You are auditioning for Fast and Furious, Holy Rollers, or something, which is all I can imagine they call it. If you're listening to church, yeah, instead yeah. of instead of the latest, you know, hot tracks on the soundtrack, right. clearly that's what they would go with. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've always I've always said that I I don't brake check people, but if right. if I'm passing cars and I'm in the left lane. And I'm already above the speed limit. If you come up behind me at a high rate of speed and expect me to hurry to get out of your way, you look, you're not going to hit me. You're not going to hit me because right, you don't, right. you clearly don't want to do that. I'm already passing a vehicle. No, I'm not altering my drive for your convenience, especially since you're being a hazard. You know, mm-hmm. I now I don't block a lane intentionally, but uh, yeah, I just, I, I try not to. I've also I've also generally tried to drive larger vehicles, so that right. kind of helps. Well, I have a question for you guys, though. Sure. Okay. Sure. So, I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm younger, but when we, when I'm, my wife and her family and we went down to Tennessee for like a family vacation a couple years ago, 
I was I was left lane driving almost the whole way. And my wife's dad's like, you can't do that. That's the passing lane. That's not meant to be driven in constantly. Are you guys right lane only until you want to pass? Or do you tend to see yourself hugging the left lane and going that way for the duration of your drive? I'll admit something. And if my wife's hearing this, she better give me credit because I'm admitting this publicly. I'm not a great driver. I, I mean, I'll just do whatever. Like, I'm not... Like to answer your question, Craig, I don't intentionally do either one. Okay, I, I just stick to lane. I just go, and if if I'm if I got a fun podcast going on, um, sometimes I'll go slower. Like I'll look up and go, "Holy crap, I'm going sixty in the seventy mile per hour zone. I'm on the left hand lane." Okay. And it, so I'm sure, unfortunately, I've caused many people to swear. And you know, <laughs> so I, I don't know, True. Craig. I, I'm a bad person to ask about that because I'm not a good driver. Okay, uh, Joe, how about you? If there's a sign on the road that says a big rectangular sign, white with black lettering that says "Keep right, except to pass," I keep right, except to pass. Okay. Whoa. You know. So, that's what I do. Uh, I, but I, I, I often, I often get distracted though, especially, okay. especially with um, podcasts or particularly, you know, good streams or, or albums. To go back in the day to the concept that we used to listen to them in that back in our day, we listened to music on a thing called a tape <laughs> and had one side and another side. Right. Uh, but you know, it, I, it's so easy to get distracted and yeah. again, corollary, find yourself either driving 85 or 90 or find yourself going 60. And it's like, Oh no, it is only 55 here. It's like, no, it changed to 70 about five miles back, but you were listening to those goofballs talk yeah. and just didn't see the sign. So I, I will say that I've become a lot more cognizant of that since he said something. But at the time, I was like, what? Like, what's the difference? Like, who cares? But it makes sense. I just wasn't really aware of it so much at the time. Yeah. And I've since sort of changed my ways a little bit. And I, I still do it a little bit. But I think I'm a little bit better about driving on the right side of the road more consistently or maybe a middle lane in a three, four lane highway. Right. Right. And now I do understand that too. Ideally, if everybody follows these rules, it goes better. I get that. Yeah. But if, especially driving back and forth on interstates and whatnot, if you've got four lanes driving in the right-hand lane until you need to pass most of the time you need to pass, if there's any traffic on the road right, at all right. because of trucks and, and people who are driving slower anyway and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm glad uh, I you know uh, uh, Chris was talking about his birthday coming up. Uh, I just turned years old, so uh, I've mellowed in my middle age. But uh, um, yeah, I I had some moving violations in my youth. Uh, I don't have them anymore. Can, can I'm, I'm one of those five miles and over guys. Set my cruise and go. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's a big deal. Five miles. I mean. Or or five over, five over whatever the track you know I, I I'm passing people rather than being passed generally, okay. but the fastest people on the road can by all means take the lead. I'm I'm not. Oh yeah, yeah. I like when I, people take the lead because then if somebody gets pulled over, I'm clearly, like, yeah, clearly, yeah. I can yeah. I can wave at them and say thank you and yeah. you know set the tone is what I say. Yes, chug along at like 75, 77, something like that comfortably. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like that. Good for fuel economy too. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sounded probably sounding like your father-in-law some more there, Craig. <laughs> oh no, no, hey. Well, make, well, it makes sense to me. And hey, we love this feedback, guys. We gotta talk about this in our mini business thing, but I say all shows, even when we go back to more talking about YouTube, needs to go this live format. I love hearing from people. Uh, you, you're making my day, guys. Thanks for calling in and everything. Uh, Mike Wilcox, uh, he, re, he emails us again or messages us saying, I agree if you're father in law, Craig. I am the slow driver, though. So thank you, Mike. This is awesome. I, thank you for <laughs> messaging in. I, I'm getting a kick. This has made today a great day. So, again, the, um, the link is in our comments if you want to call in. Um, or if you want to first somebody to call in, that'd be great. Or if you just want to message us here on Facebook, it's fantastic. Um, we can also check. Let me check to make sure um, if you have any Twitter comment. Um, I know we're recording live on your Highwind podcast, I believe, as well as my um, Crispy 3 podcast. Let me make sure we're not getting any comments. Maybe we have. Okay. Um, Hey, no comments for you, which is fine. Uh, but yeah, if you have any um, comments, let us know. It'd be great. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll have the ball tight. This is fantastic. Hey, um, one thing. Let's also get this out of the way in case we don't have time later. Um, we're, we're not a football podcast, but if it's merited, let's talk about it. Um, there are some games. Uh, I don't necessarily want to break down all these games, which which are probably picks, and we can talk about them next week. Um, Ohio State and Utah are playing in the Rose Bowl. That game is on January 1st, New Year's Day. Guys, any, any thoughts? Is it Utah or Ohio State? I think Ohio State's going to do it, but boy, oh boy, it's set up for um, like a one-two punch at the end of the season for, you know, to be very disappointing for Ohio State. I'm not, not in any way advocating for that, but, I mean, Utah – has the potential to, you know, test them. I think Ohio State's going to be firing on all cylinders and mad that they're not in the CFP. And, you know, honestly, I think they could probably have clobbered anybody in this game because I imagine they're fired up. But what do I know? I'm just a producer. Joe, unfortunately, I'm on 6 a.m. duty because obviously we – We've got a small but mighty work staff for the rest of the week. So I, I don't mm -hmm. think I have to work any of these games coming up, which is good. Uh, I, I know the um, the playoffs start at 3.30. I'm assuming the Rose Bowl starts at like 4.30 maybe since it's a West Coast game. I, yeah, it's usually one of those 4 or 5 o'clock at night, you know, right. after okay. late afternoon kicks, yeah. Okay. Yep. Very, very good. Um, Craig, your thoughts on uh, Ohio, Utah. Ohio State, Utah. I, you know, this is one of them. I think I agree with Joe that Utah could certainly surprise Ohio State. I, I feel like if it's if it's a matchup on paper, I, I still think Ohio State outmans them. The problem is, will Ohio State be angry after the Michigan loss and not being being where they want to be and, and go out and prove it, or will they go out and lay an egg? And I think that's the question that they face is, you know, can they get up for this game emotionally? Because if they right. do, I think they can handle Utah. Even if they've had guys that are, you know, bowing out for the NFL draft or whatever, I still think Ohio State probably is at least a a touchdown, maybe 10 points or more better than Utah. 
I think it just comes down to emotionally, are they invested into this Rose Bowl? Yeah, it's the Rose Bowl, but Ohio State's the kind of program these days that they're not settling for the Rose Bowl. They want the college right. football playoffs. So if Ohio State decides to come to play, I think they'll beat Utah pretty handily. If they don't, then Utah is going to give them at least a scare and maybe upset them because maybe Ohio State just does not want to be there and that will show on the field. Could go that either was, way. That was I what I was trying to I say. I think they're going to win. I do yeah. think Ohio State will win, though. I think it may be close. Um, and I know Vegas has it like a four and a half point spread. So maybe they think Ohio State might come out a little flat. But ultimately, I think Ohio State's going to run away with it. It might be high scoring, you know, because Ohio State's defense isn't that great. But Utah, I don't know if they have the athletes to match Ohio State, though. Yeah. I, I think Ohio State wants to be there. But at the same time, um, you know, college football's got a problem. I mean, they've changed this year with the name name image likeness so you can get paid in college. But, you know, you look at it, these guys are bowing out of the bowl game. And Ohio State, yep. I think it's like Garrett Wilson that a couple of her uh, big-name guys aren't playing. Um, yeah. They've got that right. I know you can sit there and say um, – I saw in some of the Ohio State um, – Facebook groups that follow uh, a lot of debate going, oh, the, these guys are traitors if they leave. Right. Okay, well, if they blow out their leg, they're not going to get paid nor right. what they could have get paid if right. they did. So they've got the right to do that. I read somewhere, and I, I, I'm not even sure who it is. It could be like a weird blog site where someone said, why don't you pay these guys a fee since you have name, name image likeness? I mean, it's all on the table. Pay the guys a fee for playing. Now, you can't force Garrett Wilson to play in the game or any other big-name guys. I, I think Pitt, uh, they got um, Kane Pickett, who, um, yeah. you know, he's not playing. So, I, you know, Pitt may not do well in their bowl game. Well, you can't force Kane Pickett to play. But maybe yeah. you say, hey, 100000 will you play or something. I, I don't know. No, I don't that's too that's enough. I, yeah. I don't even think that's enough, though, because, you know, Kenny Pickett has played himself into a first-round pick. So if he were to, you know, blow his shoulder out or blow a knee out, and then and, and then all of a sudden there's a lot of question marks about whether or not he'll be able to play ever again. You know, he might be, you know, saying, "Well, I'll take the hundred thousand, but I could have gotten millions had I bowed out of the bowl game and and went in that first round because that's what my grade looks like." I mean, I don't think there was anything that he could do playing in a bowl game. That was going to elevate his draft stock all you know already higher than yeah. it was. So yeah, he couldn't help guys, Yeah, I mean, for some guys, they want to play in the bowl game because maybe another game will give them an opportunity. Um, you know, it's it's usually mostly first and second round pick guys. Sometimes you get those delusional third, fourth round guys that want to not play, and I sort of get that to a degree, but. Most of the time you're seeing first and second round picks just say, I don't want to play. There's no incentives to play. And, and maybe that's why it's there's the argument even more for expanding the playoffs because I guarantee a lot of those guys would be playing if the playoffs included Ohio State or Pittsburgh or whoever it may be. I, I don't think you'd see as many people bowing out of those games if their team was in the college football playoff. Not that I'm advocating for 16 teams or 32 teams, but if you go up to 12 like it's been talked about, 
I, I think you you know you might get a team like Pitt in the in the college football playoff then, and I think Kenny Pickett might say, well, hey, I got a chance to win a national championship. You know, why not? Let's play for it. Mm-hmm. This is why I am a um, digital producer and not a commissioner. This is I know this is a ridiculous idea, but I'm going to say it anyway. Take it for its worth. I think the only way to make college football fun again is have everyone in the playoff. Get this. How many college teams are there? What, 200, 300? Well, there's a, about 130 Division One a FBS okay. teams, yeah. Okay, so make, uh, let's see, what what's it, like six, in the basketball tournament, you have to win six games to win the title, if I remember right. Yeah. So you, you would technically have to win like seven in a format like this. So play the first couple of games, play all the games you need to play. Like, you know, Ohio State needs to play Michigan because they do that every year. Um, what is Tennessee's big rival still Florida? Joe? Alabama, every. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, no love lost with Georgia. You know. Well, we'll sometimes say whatever games you need to play. You know what I mean? It, it would be kind of weird if Tennessee doesn't play the rival or if, you know, whoever, whatever school we're talking about. But then starting on week five or whatever that might be, you have your first round of play. Now, granted, uh, what's the number one team now? Alabama. Alabama's probably going to play what, you know, Alcorn State or some like really small random school. Yeah, there'll, there'll be some insane blowouts and everything. But what you do is the teams that lose – they can schedule games against each other. And you might say, oh, what a ridiculous, crazy idea. Well, five years ago, been ridiculous and crazy. Now it's reality with COVID. I mean, teams are almost like picking games up at the last minute. I don't know. It's how I would do it. It's probably ridiculous, but it's good. All right. Hey, I'm looking at the time. We, we got to wrap things up. So real quick. Um, so I, I think with me, if I had to bet money, I think Ohio State beats Utah. I, I think it's very possible, though, that Utah could win. Um, uh, so, uh, the other game of real big note here in Ohio, uh, Cincinnati, they made the playoffs. They're playing Alabama. Um, I I think Cincinnati is better than people think they are, but I still think Alabama is better than Cincinnati. So Alabama wins. It will be – it may not be a 50-point blowout, but I think Alabama is still better. Alabama wins. Uh, do you guys agree any – yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's this is a tough matchup for Cincy. It's it's not. It would be better if they were playing a Michigan or even Georgia, maybe. But Alabama just looks like a juggernaut right now, and I don't know, I don't know that Cincinnati's ready for the depth of quality that Alabama's going to bring to the table. Yeah, All right, agreed, agreed. I mean, I think I do think three touchdowns or more. Yeah, I, I do think that this is an opportunity. Clearly, win would do it, but but win, lose, or draw, Cincinnati's got the opportunity to kind of that whole, you know, uh, idea that they didn't belong in this club. They can even even with a loss, they can prove that they did. Yeah. You know, that's one yeah. good thing about about playing Alabama. How well you play Alabama can prove almost as much as a win against Alabama. It's, sure. It's depending on the program, you know. Right. Um, Absolutely. Good, good night. Who, If they pull it off, wow. <laughs> yeah. And they could. They could, you know. Yeah. I'm not a college football guy, so and I'm not going to pretend to know, but 
Georgia played Cincinnati last year in whatever bowl game they played in. And on paper, you know, you're like, geez, Georgia's going to kill them. But it was close. I mean, Cincinnati had chances of winning late. Now, Georgia ended up winning it, but it made it close. Um, uh, other game, and again, I'm not a college football guy, so I, let's not do great analysis on this. I, I, I think Michigan could be Georgia. I think Michigan's playing a little better right now. Sometimes it happens. It won't be a blowout, but I, I'll call the upset to here. I said Michigan beats uh, Georgia. What do you guys think? Uh, well, there's, there's, I mean, I don't know that they will, but there's a whole lot of people who would think that Ohio State could beat Georgia. Yeah. 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 I mean, go back a couple weeks, and there's all sorts of people, all sorts of people right now who would say who would say that. But yeah. Ohio State's not in the, not in the college football playoff. Yeah. Michigan is, so I I still think I I think Georgia wins that game. But again, sort of like with Utah, depends on how you know, the Utah game. It depends on how fired up Michigan is. Big emotional win against Ohio State clearly isn't going to hurt them, right? Uh, but Georgia's a tough team. Yeah. Well, we, we talked about this, um, you know, with Christina Smith. And, you know, Michigan's a different team. They're a little bit more rugged. They're dominant up front. I will say this, though. If they can be two-dimensional and not just rely on their running game, I think they can beat Georgia. But they're also going to have to cause havoc against Georgia's offense with that defense the same way they did against Ohio State which allowed them to beat Ohio State when some people really didn't expect it. Um, I think Georgia's going to win this game, but I think Michigan's going to hang in there for a while because Michigan is not devoid of athletes the way that Georgia has athletes. So right, right. Uh, I think people misconstrue this. The Big Ten is so much slower. It's not as good as the SEC or whatever. I'm not saying that Michigan's going to compete with Georgia for four full quarters, but I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, they, they're coming off the emotional high of the Ohio State win. They throttled Iowa. If they can bring that same mentality to a game like this against Georgia, they certainly can beat them. And if they can throw the ball with a little bit of success while still running the football, they're going to be in good shape and they'll have a chance to beat Georgia. And Craig has a good point with um, college football changing. There used to be, like, when I was a kid, I would watch Oklahoma and Nebraska. Yeah. They, they would never throw the ball. And you're like, oh, my yeah. goodness, what happens if they have to throw the ball? Well, now, especially looking at Oklahoma, they've had good quarterbacks recently. Right. Uh, so all that stuff has definitely changed. Um, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, one of the most depressing articles I've ever wrote, and I'm not really even a high State fan, was yesterday We uh, I published a story about I, I looked at the top – um, quarterbacks from Ohio State in the NFL based on overall passing yards. And, um, Joe, I wouldn't answer if you've read the story. I'm not sure if you did or not. But, Craig, do you know who the highest total passing yards in the NFL by a former Ohio State quarterback? I am going to go with – I think I'm going to go with Bobby Hoying, actually, on this one. No, it actually was Mike Tomzak. Um, okay, okay, Tom, yeah, Mike Tomzak. But you know, Tomzak was really a backup most of the time. Yeah, um, he started a little bit, but he never was a full time starter. Uh, he played for the Bears, uh, Steelers, Browns. So he kind of got around a little bit. 
Um, but he had 17,000 passing yards, which really okay. isn't a lot. Yeah. Again, this is the overall best quarterback in career passing yards from Ohio State. Um, I was joking with the um, sports editor dispatch about yesterday. Number three was Tom Tupa, who <laughs> actually was drafted more as a punter. Right, uh, right. He was a backup quarterback. And again, when Tom, when a punter in the NFL – uh, who was a sometimes quarterback is your third leading passer in Ohio State history. People playing the NFL, you you know how horrible it's been, but that's changing. Um, you know Justin Fields, uh, he's had a rack rookie year, but you know he's learning, and they've got a couple other guys. Um, I actually got some comments on the story, um, Joe. Uh, people were like, you should have mentioned Joe Burrow, but you know I talked to Sports and we said, hey. We're leaving Joe Burrow off because Joe finished his career in LSU. So, I don't know. It was fun. Very depressing to write it, but it was fun. So, <laughs> Very depressing to write. I can see that. <laughs> Very good. Hey, I want to throw up a comment because I, I, I love when people are responding. Uh, Mike Wilcox. I, yeah, Craig, I forgot. Remember Mike told us he was a hardcore Dolphins fan? Yeah, yeah. Holy cow. And he's joking about Waddle. I think it's Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're hot young rookie. Uh, Mike, I, I don't understand what's happened with the Dolphins. I'm, I, I, I'm not a huge Dolphins follower. I can't tell you that much about the Dolphins. But I remember watching a little bit of a London game where Miami was playing Jacksonville. Jacksonville? Yeah. yeah, and they were yeah. both terrible. Yeah, it was a bad team. And I think actually, geez, Mike, if you're if you're still there, um, Jacksonville, I think beat Miami if I remember correctly. They did, yeah, yeah. And but you know, Miami's responded. They've won. I think it's at least seven in a row. Mike's saying they're going for win number eight in a row. Yeah, and yeah. I mean they got American and the Steelers. So I, I, like, I, I can't talk any smack at all. It, it's rough. Well, I thought the Dolphins would be a playoff team this year, so I'm glad that they're making me look a little bit smarter now that they've won seven in a row. Because at first I thought, wow, I picked these guys as a dark horse, you know, playoff team, and it just did not look so hot. So, you know, I'm, I'm very glad that they've, you know, waddled their way into a potential playoff spot. Yeah, hey, Craig Vine to Mike's comments. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. We'll talk a little bit more NFL soon. Um, uh, you know, we, I'm always interested in COVID. Um, Carson Wentz, who was unvaccinated, he's on the COVID list, so he's going to miss at least one game, and that could be trouble for the Colts. I, I got to tell you guys, I've been following the Colts a little bit more. I am far from a Colts fan, but our, our favorite, <laughs> Craig, uh, the only NFL player so far that's ever appeared on our show, <laughs> Ashton Doolin, there, wide yeah, receiver. Yeah. I, I'm an Ashton Doolin fan because Ashton, Ashton was real nice and he was fun to have on the show. But yeah. Um, yeah, he appeared on the show. He's a receiver for the Colts. And he actually, I don't know if he's a Pro Bowler or Pro Bowl alternate, but he got selected for the Pro Bowl on special teams. Uh, he was leading the NFL for a long time in um, special teams tackles. So. Craig, it's the Ohio bump. You appear in the Ohio and you start doing good in your life. Yeah. Well, you know, he's a, a fellow Malone Quaker with you. And uh, that's a pretty, that's a really cool story. I mean, it's a non-traditional football power. It's not like he went to Mount Union or something like a Pierre Garçon did. You know, he took a, a very, uh, you know, 
windy path to get to the NFL. So that's really a cool story. I got a feeling we're going to talk about this in a little business meeting afterwards, but we got to do this more often. I mean, this might become the thing. I mean, I'm blown away. Uh, We should have thought about this earlier. This is great. Well, so NFL players, look, we're going to have more of these live shows. If you want the Ohio bump, call in. And, you know, whatever show it is, if it's Frazier or Seinfeld or whatever, hey, you can be like your guy Ashton Doolin and you'll get invited to the Pro Bowl. Even you, Baker Mayfield, if you're out there listening, you're like, how can I have a good game this weekend? Well, call into Ohioan and you'll beat the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe you shouldn't call in. <laughs> call in the week after that. I don't care what you do the week after that, but don't call in. Steelers, you need to call in. You need to get the Ohioan bump. All right. Very good. Well, guys, this is fantastic. I got to shout out my wife um, real quick. Uh, I got a really cool Christmas gift. If I show it to you, it's going to fall over and I'm going to have a crash. Well, you know, maybe I could show it to you this way. I, I got a new podcast uh, studio. You see that? Oh, nice. Yeah. And it's great because I got light. I'm a little bit more better lit than I usually am. And I got a microphone holder where in the past my mic would drop and it'd make no noises. It'd be rough. The microphone's there. I haven't had to touch it. You can hear me. Oh, man. I'm living the good life. So it's been good. Um, hey, check out our sponsors. Uh, we're, we're always trying to add some more sponsors. If you want to sponsor the show, let us know. And it, it can even be a trade off. You know, you don't, our, our fees aren't that high, believe us. Uh, but, you know, hey, do what you can. Uh, check out our sponsors. Share us with your friends. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for the likes. Thank you for all the people who watch us today. Uh, we're going to try and do more of this. And we're still an audio show. We're still going to present this on all of your favorite podcast networks. But I'll be honest, this new element, it's been fun hearing from people today. Um, Craig, anything you want to shout out before we close up shop time? Yeah, just uh, hope everybody has a great new year and uh, hope 2022 is better for all of us. Okay, Joe. Anybody want, you want to say hi to? Or I think Joe's had a little audio problem here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> no worries. All right. Well, hey, um, very good. Uh, next week, tune in. I, I, I'm going to do a live show again. This will be fun. Um, we're going to. What's the show? Uh, the cats. Yeah. Uh, our travel guy is going to Columbia. We're going to talk to him about that. It should be fantastic. Well, we, we won't talk to him necessarily, but we'll analyze the show. It should be great. Um, for Joe, for Craig, this is Chris. Thanks for checking out our live show. This was so much fun. Have a great night, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.